Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we take a two-week break from the book of Acts. This week, our message celebrates the birth of Christ found in the Gospels of Matthew, Luke, and John. Please follow along with Pastor Jim as he delivers today's portion of this week's message entitled, Glory to God in the Highest. All of us at Heritage Bible Radio and Heritage Bible Church wish you all a joyful, Christ-centered Christmas. Verse 13, and suddenly, notice the two suddenlies, scared the daylights out of him when one angel appeared, and then suddenly comes a multitude. There appeared with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace among men with whom he is pleased. Now, as much as we enjoy the song, and I do really enjoy the song, there's a version Marcia and I have been playing this whole Christmas season, I'm pretty sure that that mass of angels did not suddenly lapse into Latin and pronounce glory to God, the Latin gloria, by making the O sound into 16 syllables. I counted them this week. Glow, o o o o o o o o o o o o o o o Ria. Matter of fact, you know the text doesn't, sing, doesn't say that they sang. It says they said it. I don't know how they did it. I don't care if they sang. I'm glad we like to sing it. Singing is a good way to remember things. You can remember a, a Bible verse that way, even if you do happen to be remembering it in Latin, which you don't speak. But they were saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth. God came to earth, on earth, peace among men with whom he is pleased. The peace of God is for those who are within God's pleasure. That's another way of saying, since we know the rest of the, of the story here, this is for those who are in Christ. They're the ones who experience God's peace. Then we see the evidence of the genuine faith of these shepherds, starting at verse 15. When the angels had gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds began saying to one another, I imagine they said some other things first, like, did that really happen? Did we just see that? What did you hear? But then they were saying to one another, let us go straight to Bethlehem. Then they were outside of town and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. So they came in a hurry and found their way to Mary and Joseph and the baby as he lay in the manger. And they came and worshiped the one who was going to save them. Now, what's the proper response to the knowledge that God came in the person of that baby, the Savior, who is Christ the Lord? Well, verse 17, when they had seen this, they made known the statement which had been told them about this child, and all who heard it wondered at the things which were told them by 
the shepherds. When you know the good news, when you know something that wonderful, you want to tell it to anybody who will listen. Now notice the they came and made known what the um, what had been told them. Well, who were they making it known to? There may have been others around, but primarily Mary and Joseph. Wouldn't you like to be there and eavesdrop on that conversation? What did Gabriel look like to you? What did he say to you? What did he say to you, Joseph? Well, here's what he said to us. What a glorious conversation that must have been. And then we have this really interesting verse, 19. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. If you keep reading in Luke, which I do hope you'll do, verse 51 says the same thing about Mary again 12 years later as she watched Jesus grow. And she had 30 years to know all of this before it began to be unfolded for the world to see in the public ministry of Jesus. Think her heart was full? Wow, it's hard to fathom. Surely she was wondering, why me? How can I ever do this? But she did. And look at verse 20 then. The shepherds went back glorifying and praising God for all that they had heard and seen just as had been told them. The circle in this passage is complete. God speaks here through angels. Men hear and they obey. They are blessed in their obedience and then they return the praise and thanksgiving to God. That's it. That's the simplicity of the inspired record of the birth of Jesus Christ. Everything else we associate with it is all conjecture or folk religion or traditions or whatever. And most of it's wrong. There are lots of things associated with the holiday that we call Christmas that we could be pretty critical of. Um, There's the commercialism. There's the abuse of alcohol, there's the overspending, the nonstop Christmas movies about the magic of Christmas and they never mention Jesus. There's the just believe things thanks to, what is it, um, Polar Express? Just believe. Believe what? You got to believe who? You got to believe what happened. Certainly one of the worst things that goes on in our world, something that we can with great wisdom and compassion and tact, speak truth and love about. One of the worst things about this time of year is adults lying to children, teaching them mythology and false doctrine of salvation based on human merit. Ponder what Santa Claus actually represents, and you will never again want a child to believe in Santa. He sees you when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. In other words, he's God. He's omniscient. He he rewards the good and he punishes the bad. Sure, that's the gospel. And everybody thinks they're good. Everybody gets a present. Now, we have something infinitely better. What we celebrate is the birth of the King of kings and Lord of lords. 
He did it all in our world. He took ordinary people. Elizabeth was faithful. She never gave up. God never forgot her, and He blessed her specially by His sovereign grace, and she was the mother of the first prophet in 400 years. Zacharias, his very name means Jehovah remembers. He was the one who could have first said, although somebody said it later, Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. Remember his response when the angel came to him? We can all relate to him. Maybe a lesson we could apply from Zacharias is if if we would let God keep our mouths shut for a while, we might be more useful to him in the end. Joseph was a normal guy, young man, small town. He was, though willing to bear reproach, he risked all. He gave up so much to serve God. His obedience to all that he knew that God wanted him was, a, was immediate and complete. What an example he is. Mary, she was an ordinary girl. She was the chosen servant of God. Now, he's not calling you to do the same thing he called Mary to do, but he is calling us all to be as humble and as willing as she was. If you want to know the full joy of what He has for you, then with Mary, let's cry out, my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. These were just normal shepherds. They got to rejoice with the crowd from heaven. Wow! Learn from their example of praising God and sharing their praises and the good news of the Savior with everybody around. Let's remember and celebrate what it means that Christ came into this world. Let's pray that we'll find ways to share that with people around us. So my friends, we still have a week until the day. And by the way, we don't know the exact day for sure. But have a Merry Christmas. And in the midst of whatever else you do, enjoy what you do. But make sure that your heart is right with the one who came, the Savior and the Lord of all. Jesus came as that little baby so that He could grow up and live a perfect sinless life and then die in your place. Bethlehem's treasure became the sacrifice beyond all measure. That's one of the better songs we have. Let Him exchange your sin for His righteousness and the value of His sacrifice will be yours for eternity. All the rest of what happens can make for a nice holiday, but the crucial thing is that the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. We saw His glory, glory as of the only begotten from the Father, full of grace and truth. Stand in that grace. Stand on that truth. Stand in Christ. Father, thank You for Your marvelous goodness in sending us Your Son who died, that we might live. Thank you for that, that grace which we, we can't even fully describe, but it is that grace in which we stand. Father, please don't let us fall into the silliness of trying to make room for Jesus. We don't make room for Him, Father. We bow before Him and thank you for His grace in which we stand, and in whose name we pray, amen. 
If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.